This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Here we go. It's the Black and Blue Report on a Friday. Greetings, everyone. I'm Sean Kelly, and we are in Jacksonville, Florida, this Friday morning as we get set for a busy weekend for our Saints and Pelicans. Preseason action for the Pelicans tonight against the Atlanta Hawks here at a neutral site in Jacksonville. Of course, the Saints and the Eagles on Sunday from Philadelphia. And then the Pelicans will wrap up an extended weekend on Monday when they take on the Chicago Bulls up at the United Center in Chicago. We've got a good show for you today. We're going to cover both teams and get you ready for the weekend. Uh, Starting with the Saints, we'll hear from Tom Brenneman in the NFL on Fox. He'll have the play-by-play of Sunday's game. Daniel Salerson got a chance to catch up with Tom Brenneman, who also has baseball duties uh, coming up, of course, um, with the playoffs in full swing in Major League Baseball. And then on the Pelican side today, we're going to hear from head coach Alvin Gentry, a little excerpt from his uh, radio show last night. And we'll get to know Chris Douglas Roberts today a little better. Uh, Chris, of course, uh, trying to find a job here with the New Orleans Pelicans after bouncing around the NBA and Europe and the D-League the last several years. He's an interesting cat, to say the least. And he's had a good week at practice, coming off of a double-digit scoring performance against the Indiana Pacers in preseason game number one. So a lot to cover today. Uh, The Pelicans uh, will have a shoot-around today and play their game tonight here in Jacksonville. This is the third straight year the Pelicans have played a preseason game in Jacksonville, and the Saints, of course, will be wrapping up their practice schedule this week in preparation for Sunday's game. Stay with us. When we come back from our first time out, Daniel Salerson sits down with Tom Brenneman to get his preview of the Saints and Eagles for this weekend. Millions of fans have made the show their rock holiday tradition. Trans-Siberian Orchestra, the live debut of the Ghost of Christmas Eve, the best of TSO, presented by Hallmark Channel. December 10th at Smoothie King Center in New Orleans. All new show, all new visual spectacular, all your favorites. The power of rock with the majesty of classical, a multi-sensory experience that is truly a must-see. This is Trans-Siberian Orchestra, live. Buy your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. Miss Trans-Siberian Orchestra's Ghost of Christmas Eve. Order the new album, Letters from the Labyrinth. Available at Amazon.com. Another Beaver production. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. What's up, Black and Gold fans? This is Anthony Mackey, Seven War Soldier, Drew Brees' disciple. You are listening to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to Jacksonville as we continue on the Black and Blue Report. 
Well, this weekend's matchup between the Saints and the Eagles features two one-and-three football teams, the radio broadcast, the local coverage, of course, on the Saints radio network. But the television broadcast will be on Fox this weekend and is led up by this man. Tom Brenneman has the play-by-play, and he visits with Daniel Sowerson here on the Black and Blue Report. Tom, nice to have you on today. My pleasure, Daniel. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Now, Tom, when you got this assignment before the season started, did you think that these two teams would be sitting at one and three? Not one and three. Uh, I don't know if I was as excited about uh, either one of the teams going into the year as perhaps some of the, the, the fan bases of each respective team might be or even the local media in each market might be. But I certainly didn't think one and three, no. Let's start with the Eagles, Tom. Their offense is supposed to be one of the best in the league as far as, I guess, everyone predicting that. But right now they average just about 70 rushing yards per game with a backfield of DeMarco Murray, Darren Sproles, and Ryan Matthews. Is there something, too, why this offense is not clicking? Can you pinpoint one thing, or are there just multiple problems that this offense has been facing the first four weeks? Well, I think it all starts with the offensive line. You know, the, the one thing that Chip Kelly's come under fire, he, he brought in all of these um, the running backs you just mentioned and bringing in Murray, and they had Sproles already, of course, coming over from the Saints, and they bring in Matthews, and, you know, they let Jeremy Macklin go, but they still have a very talented wide-receiving core, albeit a little on the younger side this year. Uh, but if you don't address the offensive line, I don't care who you are. I don't care who your quarterback is, uh, who your running backs are. If you can't protect the passer and if you can't run block, you're not going to win. And they let uh, two all-pro offensive linemen leave. Uh, They're playing a couple of journeymen, really, players along the offensive line. Uh, Jason Peters, a perennial all-pro, has not been healthy the entire year. Um, It starts and ends with their offensive line. I don't think there's much debate about that. That's a good point, Tom. And also Sam Bradford has struggled in his first three starts but played pretty good last week. Three touchdowns, no interceptions, yet it was a loss. Is there? Is it just him trying to get comfortable with this new system? Is the O-line part of the problem with him too or even him coming off of injury? What's been uh, up with Sam Bradford's struggle so far this season? Well, Daniel, I think you hit on all three of them right mm-hmm. there. I think that you, know, you start with the fact that the guy hasn't played basically in, in, in three years. I mean, this is the last two seasons because of the ACL injury. And so, you know, as you hear players and coaches talk all the time, you can't simulate real live NFL action no matter how hard you try, not in the preseason, not in training camp. Uh, Number two, uh, familiarity with with a new offense, uh, learning this system. Uh, I understand it's a very complex system. I'm not a quarterback in the NFL, so I don't know, but that's what I'm told, that it is a pretty complex system. Mm -hmm. And then finally, when you don't have an offensive line uh, that that is able to execute, to borrow Chip Kelly's term, uh, on a regular basis, well, those three things add up to what we've seen offensively from the Eagles so far this year. Let's turn our attention to the Saints. Uh, They get their first win of the season against the Cowboys on Sunday night football. Um, What have you seen from the Saints' offense the first four games of the season? I know you haven't covered uh, them this season, but from watching them a little bit, what have you seen from them? You know, I think the Saints, the last number of years, are a team that statistically you look at some of their numbers on offense and you get excited. Mm -hmm. When you watch them play in person, I don't think they're nearly as impressive. And I think that has a lot to do with scoring in the red zone. This year it's been highlighted even more without Jimmy Graham around. Uh, They move up and down the field against Arizona. They move up and down the field 
even with Cade McCown, I mean, a Luke McCown, a quarterback, he throws for over 300 yards. His, his, his uh, completion percentage is very, very high. But at the end of the day, you have to score touchdowns and not kick field goals. Uh, they go to Arizona. They had four chances in the red zone. They only get one touchdown. Um, you know, we, there are a lot of offenses in this league that can move the ball, not maybe quite to the same level as the Saints with Drew Brees at quarterback after all these years and the incredible career that he has had. But at the end of the day, you have to score touchdowns. Field goals are not going to win unless your defense is lights out. And the, and the Saints, I think, are improved on defense, certainly from last year. Um, but you still have to score touchdowns. And to me, that's their biggest problem. I agree with you there, Tom. And to talk about the defense a little bit, you mentioned some of the key guys came back last week, Keenan Lewis, Jairus Bird, Donnell Ellerby. But it seems like yep. it's been some of the Saints rookies that are making a big in- impact. Kakaha, Stephon Anthony, Bobby Richardson. It seems like the younger guys are making a huge impact on defense for the Saints so far. Well, you're right, and, and that's been a big story for them. And, uh, and, and look, I'm not telling you or, or Saints fans anything they don't know already. Uh, two years ago, it was a very good defense. Last year, it was a very bad defense. Um, you know, they went out and, what, made seven picks in the draft, five of them on the defensive side of the ball, uh, brought in some, some free agents the last couple of years. They were unable to, to use Bird last year, and, and Lewis getting him back now and Ellerby getting him back. You know, it's going to be interesting. I don't think anybody can draw conclusions yet about what this Saints defense is because you haven't seen it all together yet. So I think moving forward, uh, there's reason for optimism when, when you – include with the young guys, as you just mentioned, what they have done, uh, along with some of these veteran players that are still very good, productive players. And now that they're healthy, let's see what they can all do together. Tom, when you meet with Charles Davis and Tony Saragusa and the rest of your producers and directors about uh, storylines about this game, what are some of the storylines heading into Sunday's matchup? Well, I, I, look, I, I think at the end of the day, um, you know, maybe not as much uh, for Philadelphia, uh, as it is for New Orleans, based on how teams in their respective divisions have started. Uh, although at the end of the day, you know, you could say, well, wild card, wild card, but you've got two teams that are unbeaten in the NFC South already. Uh, this is a huge game for both teams, and, it, and it's only week five. Uh, but I think through the years, less than 4% of the teams that start a season at 1-4 and four make the playoffs. It's already pretty slim at 1-3, and three, mm-hmm. but doable. Uh, one and four gets tough. Um, so I, I think at the end of the day, there is one storyline, and that is one team is going to come out of this game on Sunday feeling like, okay, especially if you're the Saints, you've won two in a row. Right. Uh, you know, you're getting some people healthy. Maybe you're starting to feel good about the direction and where you're going. Uh, we know what a tough town Philadelphia can be. And uh, if they start off slow and they get down in that game on Sunday, uh, it's going to very much feel like desperation time there in Philly. It's a big game for both teams. No doubt, Tom. And before I let you go, how about a couple keys for each team to leave Sunday with their second win of the season? I think Philadelphia's got to find a way to start doing some things on offense. Um, and whether that's a commitment to running the ball, DeMarco Murray came out at the end of last week and felt like he wasn't getting enough touches, and I think anybody would agree that watch DeMarco Murray play as a Cowboy last year that you'd like to have the ball in his hands a lot. Um, but, you know, but if your offensive line, as we talked about earlier, if they can't do what you're asking them to do, then, you know, it's mighty hard for anybody to pick up yards running the football. But maybe a further commitment to staying with it, I think, is something to keep an eye on with Philadelphia. Are they going to be committed 
to try and do something they felt like was a major strength of their team when the season began, and that was running the ball. You know, for the Saints, I still think the Saints potentially, you know, have a chance for a good running game. But but it seems like the Saints, when they were good, and I mean Super Bowl good, Super Bowl contending good, people forget they were among the best rushing teams in the NFL. I really think the last couple of years they've gotten away from a, a really firm commitment to running the ball. I know Ingram's had his games, and you know Thomas had his games, and you know different guys had their games through the years. But, but I've, I, you know, the bottom line is that you know you look at teams over the last five or ten years. I'm sorry, in the NFL, that ran the ball 500 or more times in a season. 16, 19 of those teams total. 16 of the 19 won eight or more games. 13 of the 19 won 10 or more games. Neither one of these teams runs a ball, and both of them are one and three. Now, you've got to be able to throw it, and we know the Saints can do that. Mm-hmm. They have one of the best quarterbacks in the history of football. But he can't do it all himself, especially if there's anything to this injured shoulder moving forward the rest of the year. That's a good point, Tom. This should be an interesting game and a very good game on Sunday between the Eagles and the Saints. Tom Brenneman with the NFL on Fox will have the call Sunday alongside Charles Davis and Tony Saragusa. Tom, we look forward to hearing your call on Sunday, and thanks for taking some time out of your day to come on with us. Daniel, my pleasure. Hopefully we'll get a chance to come down to the Big Easy sometime this year. It's one of my favorite spots. We'd love to have you. All right, guys, thank you very much. We'll turn our attention to the Pelicans when we come back and hear from the head coach and one of the guards trying to make this team. Ever been surprised by a bill? A big bill that's higher than expected? Entergy's online tools let you take control. Try level billing so there are no surprises. Pick a due date that works for you. And sign up for alerts to remind you when your bill is due. Make your bills fit your budget. Don't wait another month. Take action today at EntergyIdeas.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. The Pelicans Pick 6 plan presented by Domino's is the opportunity to pick the games right for you. Ticket packages are the only way to score access to the biggest games, including a matchup against LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Plus, each plan comes with a free Domino's pizza. Six game packages start as low as $54. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to score your pick six plan today. At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit in a blender. Because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to firm up for summer or last longer in the gym, make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. If you're looking to purify your diet, hurry in and try our new Nutty Super Grain Vegan Smoothie. Made with almond milk, Sun Warrior Protein, Super Grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. Well, tonight the Pelicans will play preseason game number two when they take on the Atlanta Hawks. It'll be the second straight Eastern Conference opponent for the Pelicans this preseason. They'll make it three straight on Monday when they face the Chicago Bulls. We had a chance to catch up with Pelicans head coach Alvin Gentry last night on the Alvin Gentry Show. That airs on Thursdays at 7 p.m. on 99.5 WRNO. That is the flagship station of the Pelicans Radio Network. This is an excerpt from the extended visit with the coach last night. 
Coach, you've said here during the preseason that I might see some crazy lineups on the floor. How crazy is crazy? Are you in the lab and kind of experimenting? And and uh, and what intrigues you about guys that you might try and put in um, different situations? Well, one thing is that we got a lot of really versatile players. You know that that multi position players, and you know we might stick them out there all at the same time. Um, we just want to take a look at some different scenarios that could come up and. Uh, you know, it, it could be, you know, four perimeter players, might be five perimeter players, really. But we're going to try to look at some situations and uh, see if we can play that way. And obviously, we're going to be playing against some pretty good teams in the preseason. Uh, so we'll see how we can match up and how we can do certain things uh, as we move along into the season. We've called them the fighting five, those five guys that are kind of trying to battle for a job here. Um, did anybody make a move this week in practice? Uh, is there anybody that's got a characteristic that you think is truly unique out of the five guys? And I guess I'm talking about, you know, Kilpatrick and Adrian and DeJon Jones, and I'm forgetting somebody here, Chris Douglas Roberts, that group. Well, um, I thought Chris Douglas Roberts had a good week. You know, I really did. I thought CDR played good basketball. Is is the basketball IQ is really high. Uh, you know, but as I said, we've got a long way to go. You know, we've got another almost three weeks uh, before we have to make a final decision on that. But uh, he did have a good week, and, and the other guys have been very competitive. They work their, their butts off and uh, try to do everything you ask them to do. Uh, so, you know, our basketball ops guys, they, they put together a really good training camp for us. Yeah, you seem very pleased with that so far. You mentioned you're playing some quality teams here in the preseason. Uh, this weekend you'll see the Atlanta Hawks on Friday night, and then you'll see the Chicago Bulls on Monday. That's three straight teams out of the East. Did it just happen that way, or do you like the fact that you're going to play some teams in the preseason that you only play twice in the regular season. Yeah, I, well, I think that's a good thing. You know, I guess that's a good thing because we don't see those teams very often really anyway. So the fact that, you know, we'll be able to see them and uh, kind of it's a different brand of basketball that we're used to, uh, them being in the East and teams that we hadn't seen that often. So uh, I thought it would be a, it's a really good situation for us. And, and as I said, they're quality teams. You talk about the Atlanta Hawks who had – Atlanta Hawks, who had 60, 60 wins last year and played great basketball, and obviously everyone knows about the Bulls. Coach, do you sit, like, let's say tomorrow night here in Jacksonville, you'll play the Hawks. Do you sit in your office before the game and kind of look at their card and your card and say, you know, I'd kind of like to see my guy against that guy, or, or is it solely based on you watching your, your team only? Uh, it's, it's pretty much watching our team, and what we do is that we have a uh, sheet that we put together every game uh, where we talk about when guys are going to sub in and uh, the minutes that they're at play. And I think that's really important uh, for us right now to just try to do that. Now, obviously, as the, uh, season, as the preseason goes on, uh, we'll start trying to play uh, our rotations as we would during the regular season. And especially in the last two games, we'll play those just like we would play a regular season game so that we can get ready for the regular season. Let's zero in on tomorrow night against the Hawks. Um, you used Anthony Davis through the first half last week and then shut him down the second half. It was clear that you had a plan as far as minutes go, like you just described with your card. How will how will that card play out tomorrow night? Uh, pretty much the same as we did in Indiana. We'll play those guys for a while, and then uh, I'll take a look at guys that got a little uh, nicks and little bumps here and there, and uh, if, if, if it's – uh, a problem at all, then I'll I'll sit them also. But uh, uh, you know, we're not looking to play anybody really heavy minutes. 
uh, in, the, in the next couple of games. And then, uh, as I said, we'll start to do, uh, do it, look at it a little differently from there. Last week before the Indiana game, you, uh, you were quick to point out, I haven't installed a whole lot. We'll let them play some basketball tonight. How much more has been installed now, Coach, to where you'll take the measuring stick a little higher? Well, we've, we put in a little more, but, uh, you know, we still hadn't gotten it in. What we've tried to do is that what we put in, we've tried to make sure that, that we can – that we have a great grasp of what we're trying to do there before we add things. So we would rather be good at five things right now uh, than to be mediocre at ten that we try to put in. So as we learn them and we feel like they feel comfortable with it, then we'll add some other, other stuff. And you can catch the entire interview with Alvin Gentry today on Pelicans.com and Encore Performance from last night's Alvin Gentry show. One of the guys we're getting to know quite a bit here in the last couple of weeks is Chris Douglas Roberts, the former University of Memphis star, is trying to find a job now with the New Orleans Pelicans. He's had a great week of practice, so says Alvin Gentry, and he's coming off of a preseason game that saw him score 10 points against the Indiana Pacers. This is a very deep fellow who has big dreams still about playing at the highest level. Well, the older, wiser, more relaxed Chris Douglas Roberts is our guest. I, you know, I still remember when you first came into the league coming out of Memphis, you kind of, you, you were, I don't want to say mean, but <laughs> you played with some anger there, man. Absolutely. Um, I, I still have that very competitive, mean streak, but... Now it's just strictly in between the lines, you know. And when I was a younger player, I could kind of take it outside of the gym, which was just immature, you know, just to be completely honest. It was immature. I just found a way to just channel that um, anger and competitive competitiveness throughout the years, where it's just strictly on the basketball court, and I'm able to cut it off when it's done. It had to be a woman or a relative or somebody who told you to knock it off. Was there? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've always had a great support group, you know, uh, mother, brother, family. Uh, I'm married now, so uh, my wife is a great support um, is, is a great support system for me. But honestly, you know, when you, you have these inner kind of issues, you have to look within for them. And that's what I did. I just kind of, you know, looked the man in the mirror, as I like to say it, and um, when you look in the mirror, you get the answers. When you look within, you get the answers. That's the scary part is just actually going to look within. All right, so big-time college basketball, NBA, Europe, D-League, playgrounds, training camps, everywhere. Are you, are you at this point enjoying this part of the journey? I love it now. That was, the, that was, that was my life lesson like enjoying the process, enjoying the journey, understanding that um, everything is a lesson. Every single thing you go through is a lesson. And if you don't learn from that lesson, you're going to keep running into the same issue. So once I embrace the journey and I just find the positive and the lesson in every single thing, I mean, man, things are just great. You know, things are great. I'm free. I feel like I'm free now. How did you end up in the Pelicans gym this fall? Um, we've been talking to him, uh, for a minute, but <clears throat> even on, uh, back to last year, you know, last summer, there was some interest there, but you know, whatever happened, happened. Uh, hurt. I mean, that was that, yeah, I was yeah. hurt. I was hurt. And last year I played like a hundred minutes the whole year, you know, due to injury. So, um, they know I'm healthy now and they know I'm in a good place now. 
And uh, that's basically how I'm here. We're going to see what uh, happens. All right, so your, your positive vibe, your, your energy is rubbing off on me. So I'll phrase it like this. Why are you going to make this team? Um, I'm 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 a I'm a good player, man. I'm a good player. I don't want to. I mean, to hell with it, man. You got to just be honest, man. I'm a I'm a good player. Like if I know fans, is, this is not a. Even though this is the information age, it's not really a research era. People are you know big on names, but if you put my uh, minutes plus twenty plus twenty five up against anybody in the league, I guarantee that you'll be surprised. Points per minute. Um, all of the stuff that people really care about. Like, I'm a good player outside of, you know, I know I look like this, but. <laughs> wrong with the look? Yeah, I know, but people, you know how they kind of get a little bit, you know, judge a book by its cover, you know, but hey, behind it all, I'm a good player. So I just bring size, I bring competitiveness, leadership. Um, the guys love me. You know, the guys come to my room when we're on the road, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we talk about life, and I'm able to share my story. So it's a lot of stuff that people don't see um, that makes me valuable to the team off the court, too. So, But like I said, I don't feel that pressure. What do you want to let them know about with regard to uh, preseason games? Uh, and I want to learn something, too. I'm, I've been doing this NBA thing for over a decade now, and some of these preseason games I really get excited about, and some of them I just assume throw in the trash can. But... <laughs> So maybe there's something I'm missing here that you can help me out with. Well, preseason is important because you're preparing um, for the regular season. So even though wins and losses aren't that big of a deal, you still want to win. And you also want to play the right way and practice um, good habits. So that's what preseason is about. It doesn't matter if you're a young guy, a veteran guy, you still want to practice good habits. All right, so you're into meditation. You're into really being in touch with Mother Nature and everything else. So I'm going to give you – the big reward here uh give me if i could write you a check here to go anywhere in the world to spend some quiet time where am i going to find chris douglas roberts oh man um probably peru egypt you know i always tell the guys like once my hair gets really long and it's touching my neck i'm gonna probably just disappear in the mountains somewhere and you guys are never you the only way you could get in touch with me is if you come out there <laughs> He, the hair, by the way, um, see, I, I love the hair, first of all. CDR used to wear it just as short as can be, and now he's got the dreads working down to about the bottom of his earlobe. Mm -hmm. He's got a bit of a long neck, so it may take a little bit, so we can expect him to play ball for a little bit longer. I'll be here. I'll be here for a little longer. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have the uh, mountains in my immediate plans yet. Good stuff. Thanks for the visit. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. Chris Douglas Roberts and the Pelicans tonight at 6 on the Pelicans Radio Network here from Jacksonville, Florida. Back in a minute or two to wrap up this Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Life is busy. You need health care that can keep up. At Auctioner, we get that, so we've made our care more schedule-friendly, like offering same-day appointments. Need a primary care physician, a pediatrician, an OBGYN? We'll get you in to see someone today. Many of our specialists are available the same day, too. And with health centers all over Greater New Orleans, there's bound to be one near you. 
Many are open late and on weekends for your urgent care needs. And if it's something serious, Auctioner has you covered with nationally ranked care for your most complex conditions. Want additional convenience? Now you can make appointments with many of our physicians on our website. And once you become an Auctioner patient, you'll be able to do even more online, like email your doctors, see test results, and refill your prescriptions, all with a simple click. Make an appointment today at auctioner.org or call 866-AUCTIONER. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. He must be a big deal since he's verified on Twitter. He's Sean Kelly, and this is the Black and Blue Report. Well, we are about to wrap up a Friday edition and a week on the Black and Blue Report. Thanks to all of our guests this week, and thank you for joining us uh, all throughout the uh, extended portion of this uh, schedule on the uh, podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. We've had a great lineup, and we're looking forward to a great weekend once more for the Pelicans and the Saints. Both won last weekend. We'll hope for the same here this weekend. Don't forget Pelicans and Hawks tonight at 6 Central on the Pelicans Radio Network. And then on Sunday, it's the Saints in and the Eagles in the early time slot from Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia. The Saints and the Eagles are both 1-3. and three. The Saints appear to be as healthy as they've been, and we'll look forward to possibly a 2-3 and three record. All kinds of coverage at NewOrleansSaints.com. Our own John DeShazer will be with the football team all throughout the weekend, and we'll have a fantastic slate of coverage for you coming on Sunday. We'll be on the radio tonight. I look forward to seeing you there. Otherwise, we'll see you right here on Monday as we look forward to a hopefully a good wrap-up of the weekend on the Black and Blue Report. For Daniel Salerson and our guests today, Alvin Gentry, Chris Douglas-Roberts, and Tom Brenneman, we say so long on a Friday. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report. Thank you.